Hello, all my beloved empowerment seekers, my soulful brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for being here. I have a pretty interesting episode that I'm sharing with you today. I don't typically like to make things about me because this is about you. It's about issues that we deal with. However, I do know that when one person can step up and own things, it often inspires other people to do the same. So that's my primary goal with this episode today is that in the privacy of your own home or your own vehicle as you're listening to this, maybe you'll pause it and take a couple minutes to really process what you're hearing and see maybe where you can truly own and hopefully accept, I'll get into more of that later, about what it is that you might be hiding from. You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we upgrade our relationships and life by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun. First, I want to start off by sharing an iTunes five-star rating and review that I received from BG Rocks 243 And BG says, I discovered Kristen's podcast over a year ago. Since listening to her episodes, I've been able to learn more about myself and what I need in a partnership. Yay, BG Rocks! She provides spot-on advice in a friendly and straightforward style. I highly recommend this podcast along with all the other content she produces. A super big virtual shout-out and hug to you, BG Rocks, for taking the time and energy to express this to me and write this lovely five-star rating and review. It's kind of weird when you're on a podcast because you don't get immediate feedback from people and there's no place to comment. So when you guys take that little extra step to reach out to me and let me know how you are faring with the Sweet Empowerment podcast, it just really makes me happy and it motivates me to produce more. I had a little inspiration for this episode with a story that happened. I I lose track of time working from home. I think it was about two months ago maybe a month ago, I don't even know, when my youngest daughter and I were driving. For those of you that don't know, we took up this ritual of daily driving where we drive around for about an hour. We get some type of drink from her favorite place to go, and we just drive and we listen to music and we talk. We started this during COVID, the lockdown, because she was very, very depressed. She had all these summer plans with her friends, and she was really sinking into a pit. And I thought, gosh, I got to get her out of the house. I got to get her talking. So this ritual started and it turned into something that a year later, we are still doing virtually every single day. We rarely, rarely miss a day. It has been something that has really even bonded us in a more closer and connected way. And during that time, we discussed so many different topics. I mean, we are all over the place. If you are a child of Kristen Brown, you know that there is no topic off limit. I also do my best to remain neutral when listening to my children because I don't want to scare them away from talking to me about things because I know if they're not open with me that I can't guide them. So one of my, I don't even know what the word would be, it's not a mantra, of whatever it might be, of life is that I want to provide a safe space for my children so that I can share with them wisdom and inspiration and things, experiences, things that I've been through myself that might help ease the road for them, maybe keep them from doing some things or behaving in ways that I did that I wish somebody would have guided me through. So a little bit of a long story just to get into this topic, but I, I 
decided that I needed to come out of the closet because I truly believe there is so much freedom when we come out of the closet. And the closet can be many things for many different people. This doesn't necessarily mean anything to do with LBGTQ. This could be anything. This could be so many different things because what happens is we are withholding our authentic self. We are not sharing who we are completely and wholly with the world because there is a fear of disapproval. There is a fear of not being liked. There is a fear of abandonment, that people will leave us if we share with them who we really are. And there's also a fear of ridicule. And within those constraints, oftentimes the psyche's job is to keep us safe. And since one of our core needs is to belong and to be accepted, to be part of a community, we will withhold things that might make us stand out or be ostracized from a community. So what we don't understand is that this is not the dark ages. This is not the prehistoric time with cavemen that we needed to stay within a certain group. This is now 2021, and especially with social media, if we're not working out for a certain group, there are so many other groups that we can work out for. But we can't find our people if we are not expressing who we are completely and 100% authentically. I want to disclaim that I feel like I've been a very authentic person my whole life. People used to tell me as far back as high school, in fact, I think, I think they told me in my middle school yearbooks, you're so real, you're so real. At that time, I really didn't know what that meant because I was real. It didn't, it was just me. It was just who I am. So I didn't think that there was something different about it or it was some type of compliment. It was like saying, you have blonde hair or you have skinny legs or something. It was just, that's just an is, or you have four brothers. It it was just an is to me. But as I grew and processed through so much of my life, because I always dip back into things in my life, because that's how we heal, is that we process through our past. I realized that that was really kind of a compliment because I, I just be me. All right. Now being me has had the effects of people disapproving at times. In fact, a lot of the time it has, but there's aspects of my personality that are just so organic. Like I laugh really loud, um, very affectionate. I hug people. I used to hug my girlfriends around their neck. It's like almost in every high school picture. I have like my arm around their neck and they look like they're in a chokehold. It's just, I'm just loving people that we can't really change. But there's some parts of us that we can actually hide because we just don't speak about it, right? We just keep it to ourselves. We keep it close to the chest. We, we just don't really express it. Recently, I don't remember the story, but I was talking to somebody and this person had something about their personality that was very different. I, I, I cannot remember the exact thing that it was. It might occur to me as I'm recording this, but it was, it was something. I'm just going to make something up. Like, let's say they drew comic book stories, like they literally drew comic book stories, but they felt ashamed of it for whatever reason, so they didn't share that with the world. Well, over time, this person was just really hiding an aspect of themselves, and it was very depressing, and it was very unfulfilling because the people that this person was attracting into their lives 
was not into that stuff and they couldn't share that thing that, that they are. So at some point, this person got into some kind of group or something and they said to me, I found my people. I found my people. And, and this person was so excited. I was like, yes, because we have to be willing to own this stuff about ourselves so that we can find those people that we're going to jive the best with. And when we jive with them, we're going to be seen, we're going to be heard, we're going to be understood in a way that we feel like we never were before. So with that being said, I want to share with you that it's important to remember that the path to empowerment is paved with the acceptance of self. Most of you know that a large part of my teachings is about recovering your self-worth and loving yourself. Actually, it's through loving yourself. And part of loving yourself is accepting all aspects of your divine nature and personality. You are one heck of a unique, beautiful, brilliant person on this planet. There is no other you. It's just you. And there will never be another you. Not even if you have a twin. Twins even have a little bit different DNA. Also, you were given certain gifts and talents and aspects of your personality that were here to share, to help humanity, to help people expand, to help people grow, whatever that might be, somehow, some way, to assist in the collective, whatever that might be for you. So as we learn to accept all aspects of our personality, and I mean truly accept the aspects of our personality What happens is we don't fear judgment from the outside world anymore because if we accept it, we don't care if somebody else accepts it. Now that might sound like a weird thing, like, well, what do you mean? Let me tell you, when you truly accept it, you will notice that you really could care less if somebody else does. Now you might register on the scale, let's say one to 10, and you used to care so much like a nine. You may not ever get to a zero where you don't care at all, but it might be a 0.5 or a 1 or a 2, not enough to hold you back. Because the judgment that we're fearing is actually coming from ourselves first. And because we disapprove of ourselves, we are projecting that out into the world that others are going to disapprove of us. So moving forward, I want to share with you a few things that just off the top of my head that I thought, you know, I really don't talk about this stuff very much. I really, I mean, I do with close friends, but it's not something that I spread all over the world for various reasons, all aforementioned reasons, and it was unconscious. This was not me purposefully holding back these aspects like, oh, I'm not saying that. You know, I might have at times. I'm not saying that could ever be absolute throughout my whole life, but at this point, I think it's just an unconscious mechanism where I just just kind of withhold those things. So I want to tell you the story about when I was with my daughter and we were driving. She and I were driving and I can't remember what happened. I think I was telling her about an astrology reading that I had like two or three years ago. I think it was in, I don't know, 2018 maybe, maybe 19. And I had just re-listened to it because I have a girlfriend who's really into astrology. Now, I'm not really into astrology. It's so complicated. There's so much to do with the star here and the moon in this house and the 
Saturn, you know, doing circles around Jupiter. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on. For you astrologists out there, you're probably hand to forehead right now. <laughs> you're like, Kristen, please. <laughs> Saturn, Jupiter doesn't roll around Saturn, but you get what I'm saying. And But somebody had had a, had a reading with this woman, and so I decided, okay, I'll try that. And so I paid for the reading, and she recorded the whole thing. Well, with my girlfriend, who was telling me about her astrology stuff, I, it just reminded me one day, I'm like, you know what? I have an astrology reading saved in my emails. So I went back and I listened to it again. Well, I was sharing that with my daughter on our drive. And she goes, I want an astrology reading. She goes, I want it. You know, and it's, it's, it was a little bit of expensive. So at her age, I was like, I'm not really going to do that right now. I said, well, you know what, honey? I said, I have tarot cards. I can give you a tarot card reading. And she whips her head over at me and she goes, you have tarot cards? Mom, I didn't know you had tarot cards. Now, they're right here on my bookshelf, so they're not hidden or anything. But I said, yeah. I said, I read tarot cards. I mean, I don't have every single one memorized, but with this deck, let me tell you something, you guys. This deck, I don't even have to have everything memorized because it just, it nails everything for everybody. It's, it's my favorite, favorite deck. And then I said to her, you know what, honey? I guess it's not something that I broadcast. It's not something that I really talk about that often. It's just something that I do. And I didn't even really think about it. Well, that's what the inspiration and motivation was to share this episode with you. Because I was like, wow, that's that's a part of myself that unconsciously I was hiding from people. And I don't know that I was doing it purposefully. It could have been. I don't know. I'm not even going to go dig deep into it. All I know is that I know now that that's something that I did not share openly with people. And I thought, you know what, what else? Because that's what I do. I challenge myself. The minute I find something like that, I'm like, ooh, is there more? Because you guys, on the path to empowerment, when you really start reclaiming your personal power and you see how brilliant it is and how quickly your life changes and how more peaceful and settling it becomes when you really start owning your stuff and looking at yourself and healing those things, believe me, you want more. You become really excited and motivated to find more. The hard part is actually starting that journey because there's a lot of shame involved because you think there's something wrong with you. So many people shy away from it. They turn away from it. They hold up their hand. They're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there because they're afraid that it means their worst fear that there is, they are fatally flawed and they're not worthy of love. That's really what it boils down to when really the minute you take that step into the empowerment zone, even when you just pivot into the truth, something starts to happen in your life. But I digress, so I'm going to keep going. So yes, one of the things I'm coming out of the closet about is that I read tarot cards. I also have a big, huge pile of divination cards. If you don't know what that means, those are cards that, they're decks. You might have heard of them called decks. People are like, yeah, I have a Law of Attraction deck, or I have a Zen card deck or I have an angel deck or whatever those are a lot of influencers and spiritual teachers in the world have created their own decks I I must have six or seven of those or eight I don't know and my first deck I purchased a really long time ago when my older kids were young so I probably had that about 20 years or so and I would do those cards with my kids and it's fun because my son was like can we do some cards for some reason it inspired him it made him feel good when he got these positive messages. And then from there, if I ever ran across a deck that I liked, I would pull that deck and I would buy that deck. So what I use those cards for is I use them for when moments when I just needed a lift, a pick-me-up, some love, some help, some support. 
And I just trusted above everything else that that universe, God, source has my back. And I could just shuffle these cards and put my energy on these cards. And I would decide ahead of time if I wanted to pull one or three. And I'd pull these three, three cards. And I would just really sit with them and marinate with them and say, what does this mean for me? Because even if initially at first a card doesn't resonate, oftentimes that's because we were expecting a certain answer. So when it's not the answer we get, we don't like it, and we think we need to reshuffle. No, 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 no. Everything is divinely perfect and laid out for you. When you ask Spirit for help, you're going to get it. And then through that process of just really opening my heart and opening my mind, I went, oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. Sometimes it was I needed to go into a direction that I was fearful to go into. Sometimes it was a yeah, get caught your losses and get out of that situation when I did not want to get out of that situation. But they were truthful. They were honest. And they felt good. Tarot cards, divination cards. Also, I do the same thing with books. I'm just going to add this on for you guys that I have a whole bookshelf. If you saw my recent Instagram story, I have a massive bookshelf, which is literally my healing journey. Read all those books, highlighted them. And I really studied those books because they felt good. They felt like capital T truth to me. And I knew that the only thing is real is truth and love and God. And everything else is an illusion. It's all this crap we make up due to our fear and our ego. And from time to time, I will go to that shelf and I will just grab a book. And sure enough, I've highlighted in it. And I'll randomly through it and put my hand in it. And I will find the closest highlighted passage and I will read it. These things keep me going. These things keep me inspired. These things keep me strong. Because the other thing I want to come out of the closet about is that I'm scared too, you guys. A lot of times we look at spiritual teachers or empowerment coaches or people that are are rocking in a certain area of their life that they don't stumble in that area or that they're not human. We're, We're kind of become superhuman. People want to refer to us as gurus. I'm not a guru. Like Tony Robbins says, he's got that Netflix show that's called I'm not your guru. You're your guru. You are. I'm just the deliverer of information. It's one of my spiritual gifts is I'm just here to deliver information to you guys. It's what I like to do. It fills me up in ways I can't even tell you. So that's what I do. And in the midst of all this, I get afraid. Things happen in my life. They scare me. I uncover new blocks that are happening. I have fear too. I had a fear of not being liked when I was starting this public forum. I mean, this was weird for me, you guys. Huge backstory of a fear of public speaking. I mean, debilitating. A lot of people say they have this, but this was really, really bad for me. I mean, terribly bad for me. And I was like, okay, but I'm so driven to speak. I got to figure this out. So I feel the fear too. And I want you guys to understand that as I feel fear in all kinds of situations. But I, I do these things that I just mentioned to you as ways to encourage me to build me up And to know that the universe has my back. God has my back. God is walking with all of us 24-7-365. It's not just 9 to 5. It's all day long in the middle of the night. It's any aspect. We're brushing our teeth and God is with us, okay? So when I'm feeling that fear, because I do feel fear, that is what I turn to. That is my go-to. Another thing that I want to share with you guys is that I'm an energy reader. I call it energy reader. I just actually coined that phrase myself because it just feels better to me. This may be a synonym for an empath. For some reason, I got a little turned off by the term empath because I feel like 
a lot of people use that as an excuse to be disempowered. Well, I'm just an empath. You know, I'm an empath. Well, you know, you can be an empath and you can be empowered. An empath really is somebody who is picking up on the feelings of other people. So we take feelings on that feel like our own, but they're really not. There's somebody else, which is their energy. So you can see where I'm going with this. So I've just started saying I'm an energy reader. I, I read people's energy. When I'm around people, I can pick up things. And even when I'm not around them, because there is no time and space constraints when it comes to energy. A couple of weeks ago, I was feeling extremely irritated for no reason. Not, I mean, I just was like, this is so weird for me. And I thought it was something else. And I actually made some kind of social post regarding it. And I thought it was this other thing. But as it started to unfold more, and I got more information from a family member, I realized my family member was was really, really scared with something that was going on with them physically to do with their bowels. And this person was very afraid. And that fear was was showing up as irritation. This person was acting very, very irritated because when I talked to them, I was like, oh, this is the irritation I've been picking up on. I had no clue. And I didn't, my usual go-to is, if this is somebody else, please clear it from me. I didn't think it was somebody else. I thought it was me, which is the bane of an empath slash energy reader is oftentimes we think these things are ourselves. But also this rolls into my other, what I call a spiritual gift, but yes, but no, because we all have intuition, but I am extremely intuitive. In fact, I don't like the word psychic, but I might even go as far as to say psychic. There are things that I know that nobody else around me sees, and I know it, know it, know it, know it, know it. There is no way you're going to talk me out of it, and it always ends up being true. Those type of things, um, it's, that's kind of a weird thing to, to tell people because I often watch mediums and people like that, and they're just out in the world with their gift, just subjecting themselves to ridicule. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I don't want people to know this. So in this point, I think I do know that I was conscious about withholding that from people because also they don't understand. They're like, well, what do you see for me with this? What do you see for me with that? Well, my gift comes in a way that the, the information comes to me that is best serving for that person, or it's warning me of something that's going to come down the road for that person. And so I would go to that person and say, hey, I'm seeing this happening. This is what needs to happen. Well, sometimes they go, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's amazing. And they put it into place. Or they completely ignore me, think I'm crazy, and just have to go down their own path. You know, they have free will, so I can't stop it. And this was something that was extremely frustrating to me, and I had to really work really hard through because I can see clearly things that are going to happen and I see the train wreck about to happen. This is how I explained it to my husband. It's like I'm standing there and I'm watching the train wreck happening. And I've called the conductor and I've said six miles up the road or 10 miles or even 30 or even an hour and a half up the road, there is a blockage or the bridge is out. And they go, yeah, 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 what do you know? Who are you, right? And they hang up on me. And then I just sit there and I watch as the train goes off the cliff. That's what happens with me. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing. So the reason why I'm sharing all this with you guys is because I, I want to hear some me too's. I, I want you guys to be saying like, oh, I'm keeping this to myself or I'm keeping that to myself or I'm not stepping into this full place into my life. I want you to know that whatever gift you have is an important gift. It is something that, that the world needs because you have it. You would not have been given this if the world doesn't need it. 
even if you are one hell of an arborist or a botanist or you thrive on hydrology or math, you know, we send rockets to space, to the moon, based on mathematical equations. There are gifts for everything. And I want you guys to just really take a moment and actually pause this episode and just take a moment, just sit, sit back and say, what am I not owning? What am I not owning? Write it down on a piece of paper. You don't have to share it right now. Okay, just knowing it's enough. There's another story I want to share with you guys that I medium sometimes for people. There's another story that I want to share with you guys, and that is that I can see here and feel the presence of deceased people. This started happening a long time ago. They would just come to me and I would get messages and it just, it was a certain feeling that was different than any other feeling I had ever, ever had. And one day I said to Spirit, I said, you know what? I want a medium for somebody. I want that experience, what it's like to medium for somebody. I might've shared this on a former podcast episode, but I went into a audio express one day because my car stereo was jacked up and I needed a new one or I think my CDs were stuck inside of it. And I ended up mediuming, if that's the word, for the clerk there, the young man that was there. And I was, man, I was reaching into the dark because I'd never done this before. And I just randomly asked him some questions. And those questions, you know, he was still kind of broody and had his head down. He wouldn't really wouldn't really look at me. And then he's just started to perk up. And he told me this big, long story about what happened to him. And I said, here's what I'm getting. These people want you to know they're okay. And this man started skipping. He was a young man. He had been in his mid-20s, like basically skipping, not literally, around the store. Like his mood went from negative 5 to a plus 12. I mean, he was, you could just tell it lit him up. And did that make me decide to go out in the world and be a medium? No. Does this happen to me all the time? No. Is it something that I could cultivate and grow if I wanted to? Yeah, absolutely. I just don't feel called to do that. Another thing that I want to share with you guys is that my, going back to the intuition thing, is that my intuition started showing up at a very, very, very young age. I, the first time I remember it was in first grade when our, somebody in my class, one of my classmates, could not keep their hamster, hamster for whatever reason. They had to get rid of their hamster. And Mrs. Quinn, my first grade teacher, who was probably the nicest lady to walk the planet, she's so sweet, she asked the whole class if, if you know, so-and-so can't keep their hamster and if you would like their hamster, his name was Tweety, you know, go home and ask your parents and then come back and let me know. I knew right then, I knew right then this hamster's mine. I didn't even ask my parents. I just knew. So I went home that day. I got permission. They said yes. I went back. I put my name in the hat. Boom. She, I just knew. I was sitting there with Kristen. She pulled out my name and there it was me. And I had Tweety and I had Tweety for quite a long time. I took very good care of Tweety. Tweety was very well loved. But I knew. That was first grade. I knew it. And then, you know, there's just other, there's so many other things. But another big one was that I think it was around fourth grade-ish. My mom had a friend, and unbeknownst to her, he was a pedophile. And he always wanted to take me to do stuff with his little daughter. And there was something about that man. It was creepy AF. I, and he wasn't acting, okay, he wasn't acting weird. He was acting what, for all intents and purposes, is what we would see as nice what a nice guy. But man, and this is another big long story, but I remember not having the language to tell my mom that this guy creeped me the F out. So all I could say to her was, I don't like him. 
I don't like him. I don't want to go. And being the people pleaser that she was and, and very naive, just not thinking anything of it, she sent me on a couple outings with him. Gratefully, by the grace of God, nothing happened. Years later, she comes to me and she goes, I need to tell you something. Mr. McGuire is incarcerated now for pedophilia. And I was like, gosh darn it. Like I knew, I knew. There's this whole other slew of stories here. So my intuition showed up very young. It's something that I just want to be loud and proud about that I have had to step into this in a way that, that I'm not arguing with this anymore. I'm just, I'm just done. If people can believe me and not believe me, that's fine. But I also think you have intuition, by the way. We all do. It is an instinct. It is, it is um, designed. It's kind of like animals have instincts where they can feel something like a lion lurking around, around the bushes there on the Serengeti. They, they sense it before it actually comes. It's the same thing. We have senses. We have positive senses when we have the ones that are warning of us of impending danger as well. So that about wraps it up, you guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. It's raw, real, it's authentic, and it's completely vulnerable. And I just decided that it was something that I wanted to do for me because it's about loving me even more and accepting who I am and stepping into a higher, brighter version of myself because I know I'm not done. I know there's many things that I don't know. And it, it's kind of ironic because the more that I know, the more I know what I don't know because there's so much to know. There's so much to know. So give yourself a break if you're like, well, I'm not like Kristen. People like to compare themselves to other people and I compare myself to people too. I'll come out of the closet about that. I do that shiz too. You can't compare to me. I can't compare to somebody else. We can't compare to anybody because we are wholly, completely unique beings on this planet with our own specified path. There is nothing you need to compare yourself to because you can't. You have not had the same upbringings, life lessons, belief systems implanted inside of you, conditioned ways of thinking and behaving, your personality mixed with even somebody else's upbringing would have yielded a completely different result. If somebody is at a place in their life right now where you're not yet, maybe your spiritual journey is getting there to that place. It's what you're going to learn on the way to that place where if you have somebody, oftentimes someone's flourishing in one area of their life, but they're not in the other, but you're great in that area, but you're not in the one that they're flourishing in. So let's not compare. The whole point of this episode is to encourage you and invite you and to challenge you a little bit with love and to inspire you to really step into your authentic self. Who are you? Who are you? And if you haven't yet, please join me on Instagram, self.lovejunkie, J-U-N-K-Y, self.lovejunkie, J-U-N-K-Y. That is my handle on Instagram. I'm pretty new over there, like literally five or six weeks. And I'm just having a friggin' blast. I'm having so much fun. And the, you can share with me things. Send me, send me a little note. Send me one of those messages with the arrow. And tell me what you're willing to come out of the closet about, even if it's your sexuality. Actually, I'm going to tell this short story. It's going to be a little longer than I thought. The other day, my daughter and I were somewhere. And it makes me tear up. It's, it's just, it's so inspiring. I forgot where we were. And oh, we were at the food court at a mall. And this guy was across the food court, and she couldn't see him because she was facing me. But I said, you know what I really love, honey? I love when 
men who are identifying as something else, whether it's just gay or any of the, you know, the plethora of things, and they're willing to dress in a way that suits their personality and makes them feel good, regardless of what anybody's going to say. I said it really, really just, it makes my heart happy. It makes me inspired because that's tough stuff, you guys. We know the backstory about how, just to be general, gays and lesbians have had to deal with the scrutiny and the judgments and the brutal beatings even. I mean, just, I need not go on. You guys get it. And to be willing to come out and say, this is who I am. I applaud you in a way that I I can't even describe. I completely applaud you. This gentleman that I was talking about, or he was wearing really short, tight shorts and like a little half shirt with the back cut out, skin tight. And I was like, you rock it. You rock it, bro or sis, whatever you're identifying at, you rock it and you keep rocking your bad self. A lot of times I feel like walking up to those people and telling them that, they're probably like, who's this crazy chick? Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up right here. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to join me on Instagram. Also, jump over to my website, kristenbrown.org. I have put up a free chapter of The Recovering People Pleaser. It's all about stop compromising your sacred self. It is an amazing chapter. So many people, when they read this, message me and go, oh my gosh, this is me. I completely identify with this chapter. It's a really good book, you guys. Not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn because it's something that really... It's going to open your eyes to a new perception that, wow, this is maybe what I've been doing. And Kristen is laying it out here, how I can heal from this. So much love to you all, you guys. Peace. Till next time.